Would you risk going to jail, defending God and God's word? Have you had tough discussions with people in your family where you have corrected them or told them that they can't do something because of the fact that it is not moral, that it is not the way that God wants us to live? In other words, are you living for the audience of one, and that is Jesus, God, the Almighty Father and the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity. Yes, that's a lot of words and names, three pieces per, <laughs> what? Three persons in one God. It's one, the audience of one. We're living for the Holy Trinity. But you can replace Jesus, Holy Spirit, the Almighty Father in that place. And I ask this because I read the readings and I thought about Peter and the apostles who yesterday were thrown in jail. And then the angel came and opened up the doors and boom, there they are back out in the temple preaching about Jesus and the Sanhedrin and the other high priests today, they come out and they're really mad. They're like, look, we told you not to preach in that name. They don't even say Jesus's name. And I'm going to read it. It's very short, but it's important. It's important. <laughs> okay. So it's Acts chapter 5, 27 through 33. When the court officers had brought the apostles in and made them stand before the Sanhedrin, the high priest questioned them. We gave you strict orders, did we not, to stop teaching in that name. Yet you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching and want to bring this man's blood upon us. Again, they never say Jesus's name. But Peter and the apostles said in reply, we must obey God rather than men. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus, though you had him killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to grant Israel repentance and forgiveness of sins. We are witnesses of these things, as is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. When they heard this, they became infuriated and wanted to put them to death. I don't know about you, but when I speak of truth, whether it be the truth of Jesus, Catholicism, moral living, I certainly don't look and think, ooh, that person wants to kill me, <laughs> or, or I'm worried about my life, or that I'm going to be thrown in jail. What's the worst that can happen? People get upset. They call you names. They reject the truth. The truth in this case hurts a lot to people who are living the worldly life. For people who are living on this earth, according to the ruler of this earth's rules, which is what I did for 42 years. And now we're going to go slide into the gospel of John 331 through 36. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is of the earth is earthly and speaks of earthly things. But the one who comes from heaven is above all. 
He testifies to what he sees and heard, but no one accepts his testimony. Whoever does accept his testimony certifies that God is trustworthy. For the one whom God sent speaks the word of God. He does not ration his gift of the Spirit. That's so important. The Holy Spirit is in all of us. And God isn't looking at you and saying, Hmm, I gave you a little bit too much Holy Spirit yesterday. So today I'm going to take a little bit back because because I want to. Because you had too much yesterday. Absolutely not. God wants to pour out the Holy Spirit, overflowing. You know, that measurement packed and poured out in our lap, overflowing. God wants us to be living in the Holy Spirit, which means it's an outpouring of God's not only truth, but love and joy and peace. That's living in the Spirit. And those who believe get that outpouring of the Spirit. And as we approach Pentecost and as we are are ready, are contemplating, let's just be contemplating all of the apostles up in the upper room, scared to death, scared to death of the Jews, praying and praying and praying, praying for the paraclete, right? the Holy Spirit. And of course, we're reading Acts where the Holy Spirit has already come in them. And look, now they have so much of God filled in them. They have courage. They have strength. They have perseverance. They have confidence. They are saying it in love, but they are saying it with words that cut. You killed him. You hung him on a tree. I mean, this is... They're not mincing words here. And then when they come after them, they're not worried about going into jail. We must obey God rather than men. Take a look at your life. Where are you being sheepish? Where are you not having courage to stand up And to be God's voice to people in your life. To give them hope. To guide them on a new moral compass. To show them that this is not the way that God wants us to live. And here's why. And remember, all of this is God's word. The whole first reading was about Jesus coming down and being the word of God. He is the word. The Bible is something that we need to know so that we can fall back on it. You know, I am not a chapter verse person. I do not even know where some of the stories and parables come from, but I know them. I know them enough to use them as an example because then I can say, It's not me, it's God. I saw this meme. I'm a meme chick if you haven't gathered that (laughs) yet. Because memes are very clever ways of showing truth. 
in a short picture with a few words. So picture in your mind a little lion cub, little, little lion cub, so cute, and the word me in, on its chest, right? Indicating that that's you and me. And then behind the little lion cub is the big lion, you know, with a big mane. I mean, huge behind this little cub. And then the word, the name, I should say, God, is on that lion. That's how it works. We're little pups. We're little children. Hence, we walk along this this life and this journey constantly asking God for help asking for him to direct us, asking for him to help us correct our ways, asking for him to fill us with his spirit, fill us with love and peace and joy and truth, giving us courage to speak to others, sharing this truth. But I fall back on God because it's not me. I must live by God rather than men. And if we go back to the gospel, the people of the earth do earthly things and believe in earthly things. So when you have hard discussions, for example, like when I had to speak to my stepson about not having a girl spend the night over at our house anymore, it wasn't easy. And it took me a while to get there because I knew in my heart that I did not want to look at Jesus on my last day and say, oh, I was just a little bit up. I didn't want my stepson to be mad at me. So I didn't share with him why I don't think he should have his girlfriend sleep over and go on to say why you shouldn't have sex before marriage. And that I am doing this not just for me, but for him, for the love of him and his eternal soul. I don't want him to be in mortal sin. Even though I did that when I was his age, that isn't the point. And he understood completely. It was a hard conversation. I teared up. It was emotional. But in the end... I was so happy because I was able to fall back on God to say, I now know why this isn't good for you and why this is bad. And I don't, I can't have it in my house. Now, did that change anything? No, he moved out and moved in with her. (laughs) It wasn't something that I wanted, but I can no longer control who he is. He's out of the house and all of that jazz. But I'm happy that I put that out there because I would rather live for the audience of one and know when I die that I wasn't a coward. I'm not looking at someone trying to kill me or jail time like Peter and the apostles are in the first reading. I'm looking at labels, somebody being mad at me, somebody calling me names, right? And we all have to detach from that. Now is the time. You know there's evil out there. You know that the world 
the earthly ruler who is Satan, is going after the kids, is just perverting everything on that is good, everything. So we must speak up. Are you really wanting to look at Jesus and say, well, I didn't say anything because I didn't want that person to call me a name or I didn't want my kids to think I was a Jesus freak? Or are you going to think about that reading? We must obey God rather than men. Be it done unto me according to thy word, right? Let me do what I need to do and be, be gone with anything else. Let this be encouragement to you. Know that the Holy Spirit is not rationed out, that if you pray and you ask the Lord to give you that courage and the words and the love, maybe even look up some Bible verses that support that, then you can stand up to things like sex before marriage, homosexuality, transgenderism, abortion, the birth control pill, all these things out there that pornography, masturbation, I mean, all of these things out there that are damning to our souls. If you're a parent, it's our job. If you're a friend, it's because we love and care for that person. If you're a spouse, it's because it's our job to bring our spouses to heaven and our kids, if we have kids. If you're single, you too are called to a chaste life. We're all called to a chaste life. Let's live for the audience of one. Let's call on the Holy Spirit for courage and the words and the love to share truth, not only about Jesus, that he is salvation and the Catholic Church is the way to heaven, but also about all of the immoral things that are going on in the world, including corruption, lying, deception, stealing, and speaking up for the things that God wants you to speak up about. For we must behold God. We must be on God's side rather than men. Alrighty, everyone. I love you all. I hope that you are continuing with your prayer time. I have to be honest, this morning, I didn't get it done as, as I wanted to before I did this podcast. I did pray a little bit, but not my meditation prayer. And I'm going to sit with that. That's the sentence that came out to me. We must obey God rather than men. And I leave that with you. And obeying God means praying to God and making sure that the very first commandment we do, that we keep God in the center of our lives, right? Worshiping him, spending time with him, praying to him. St. Augustine says, if you do not pray, you will not be saved. That is not me. It's God and his saints. All righty, everyone. Find something more with God. Have a blessed and inspired day. 
Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power, and hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today.